0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Talking Blues podcast. It's just devastating. Uh, we're here recapping the two-all two draw against Tottenham. And I don't even know where to start. It's infuriating. Anthony Taylor needs to be banned from refereeing, and especially Chelsea games, but refereeing in general. He needs to find another profession. And it's just, it's it's despicable. And I, I, you know... I said it even when we'd score we went up 2-1 I was still fuming because I knew that was going to come back to bite us and then the second goal it I just I don't even know where to start it's awful we've been robbed and it's so frustrating and I'm glad that now rival fans and you know just regular fans who aren't Chelsea fans are seeing that Anthony Taylor is clearly either extremely biased or extremely incompetent. So whichever one it is, he shouldn't be refing, Um, and it's just, it's just unacceptable. Now that costs us two points now, uh, in a, in a tight title race, in a tight top four race. Uh, and now we're already two points behind man city. So it's just infuriating. I'm joined with Peter by Peter today. Uh, Josh isn't with us, unfortunately he's working. So he has to cry while working. Um, but this is just awful, Peter. I don't even know where to start. Yeah, I mean, you want to start ranting. It's it's awful.
1: I mean, yeah, I mean, right before recording, Alex was like, hey, can you record? And I was like, yeah, but I mean, I think I want to wait a little bit because I'm just, I'm like, I don't know. I'm like angry, upset, and I'm just like still in shock. I'm like, how is it possible that one single referee can make such a lopsided decisions? I don't think I've ever seen Anthony Taylor ever, ever, ever make a call which favored us. Oh, he only makes calls that are, obvious or go against us and i mean in this case it's like it's just so bad i mean there's two things and one goal that you could arguably pull it back for neither one of them gets checked And the second goal i mean the second goal is just so much worse how, how is it possible that with var you can so you can still get away with completely pulling someone down by their hair that is just not how it should be that's that's just not how it works you can't do that people are saying like oh well uh, VAR is only for like certain things well yeah but it's a red card offense it's violent conduct it's 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 unsportsmanlike conduct whatever whatever it's called in the rule book it's that it like, falls under that. it's a possible red card you've seen them check possible red cards on uh, ta- high tackles the reckless tackles it's in a similar boat it's where it's could it be a red card and I mean it is, it is it, I've never seen that before where someone just can completely get away with just ripping someone trying to rip someone's hair out uh, and, and then I mean I mean I actually can understand why because I mean you know obviously Anthony Keller as the ref doesn't help but then Mike Dean at VAR is VAR definitely I mean that doesn't that doesn't make it any better I mean it's like dumb and Dumber with the VAR right with the whoever's operating VAR I mean Mike Dean has many times also gone against Chelsea it's so having them both both roughing and both making mistakes is just, it's just it's just awful. I mean that's even bad. And then I mean I could see how you could possibly mistake the average challenge as being as not being a foul. It was a foul, obviously. I mean, it's it clear. And then, I mean, you don't even check if Richarlison was offsides. I mean, that's what Tuka complained about in his, uh, his post-game like press conference. He was just like, he was just like, I don't know how you can possibly see in the in the first goal. You, they, I wanted to have a foul on Havertz. Rashardson was offsides, so you got to check that. And then I didn't realize hair pulling was allowed in football. I mean, it's. I just love him because he just speaks his mind and he's speaking the truth. I mean, it's like it's crazy. Like I don't, under, I, I, like I said, I am like, I'm angry and upset and I'm still in shock. I'm like, how is it possible that he can get to, Anthony Taylor can continue to ref our games and continue to constantly screw us over. It's like, it's not a one-time thing. It, it's, consistently every single game, whenever we see Anthony Taylor's offering, every single Chelsea fans immediately media like, okay, well, we need to have like a three goal lead because you know Anthony Taylor is going to try to make us lose this game. And every single time, every single time, he does his best to make us lose the game. And I just, I don't know what we did to deserve him, what we did to deserve his wrath. Why does he hate us so much? I don't know, but it's just absolutely, it's just, so bad and to cost us like you said alex the two points when i mean we'd be in third right now oh, i i think we'd still be behind arsenal but it's just two points costing us two points already even though we played so so well actually i'll talk about the actual performance uh, alex you can you can rant too for a bit and then we can talk about the performance which i actually thought was really good you know maybe maybe that
0: ranting yeah. right now got it out of <laughs> me so you, you can have your turn now I just don't understand like Anthony Taylor I think of him right it's like a Kovacic red card uh, in the FA Cup final I mean that wasn't a red card and then what, what, what was the guy from Man United who stuck his his spikes right into Batshuayi's balls and that's not a red card like I don't even understand and then this these two like first I'm gonna go with the first goal right it's Havertz he's clearly fouled he's standing right there Anthony Taylor I don't know what his issue is like what like what's his deal and and then he proceed and then the goal goes in you can see Richarlison's clearly in Mendy's view because you see Mendy he hesitates because the ball kind of is like he can't see the ball because Richarlison's standing right in front of him and both of those things and so VAR doesn't even like look at the offside, it seemed like I didn't even see like didn't show that they were looking at it or anything. They didn't even give uh, Anthony Taylor the chance to review it. Obviously, he wouldn't have said anything because he's anti Chelsea. But like, it, it's ridiculous. And then VAR, it was in the buildup, right? Kai Havertz was fouled, like maybe what, 30 seconds before the goal went in? Like, is that not part of the buildup? We had a goal called off last year Uh, I believe it was against Southampton due to it there being a foul in the buildup. I don't understand how is it like? Do the rules just change and VAR can just like do certain things? Is Mike Dean unable to like go that far back in the replay? Like it is when it's Mike Dean
1: and Anthony Taylor exclusively, only them. You know, is he like technologically
0: challenged? Like I don't even freaking understand. Like there's an agenda against
1: Chelsea. Jose Mourinho said it. It's just it's just facts. They all hate us for some reason. The ball, the referees, man.
0: It's ridiculous, and it's just—I—I don't even know what else to say. And then you go to the second goal, and it's like he's pulling his hair out. And it's not like Kukurea has like a a little bit of hair, so it's not like that impacting on your on the player. It's like Kukurella has so much hair that like it's like half his body weight. Like if you pull his hair, like that's gonna clearly impact him. (laughs) Like I don't understand, and. I I just don't and then they look at that on VAR and it's like, "No, no, it's it's fine. That, you know, it's all good." I just don't understand like you can't do that. Like Anthony Taylor is screwing us. And it's just so frustrating. I don't even know what to say. I'm like left speechless. It's ridiculous and I I, the only thing now you know Anthony Taylor out hashtag Anthony Taylor out I see it on Twitter gotta keep it going gotta get him out because it's just ridiculous it's embarrassing it's just completely embarrassing completely embarrassing
1: I I just wanna we I was said I was gonna talk about the performance after but I do have to say I mean I won't say Tuco's red card wasn't deserved it probably was I mean it was it was great banter it was lovely I love it I love him and I just saw this, I, I was scrolling through Twitter, we're still in the middle of kind of like the media and the post-game reports as of where we're recording this, but on his red card, uh, Taler Tuchel said, I cannot coach versus Leeds United, but at least the ref can whistle. I mean,
0: I mean, how can you Bro, not you gotta love gotta this, him, man? You gotta love him. He needs to, he needs a statue out front of Stanford Bridge. It is just, it's inspirational. I, I don't and he's just shitting on Anthony Taylor throughout the whole press conference it's so funny um and I it was so funny when he was just like running and then he's going head-to-head with Conte I want to see a boxing match Tuchel was going to beat his ass if the fourth official didn't come in I'm telling you Tuchel was going to beat his ass um and then the celebration for the second goal I was dying he runs down the touch line um it was so funny and, uh, you know, Tuchel's a national treasure, uh, a worldwide treasure, I guess you can say. He's, he's just a treasure. And um, I think his post-game thoughts were pretty much identical with everybody else's thoughts, uh, unless, I guess, you're a Spurs fan. That would probably be the only person, only people who disagree with, you know, reality they're they're just they just they're
1: just accepting it because they they got completely outclassed, just performance wise, tactics wise, Tuchel cool, completely, completely cooked Conte on the tactics with the Reese James, and, switch, and then they cool.
0: celebrated it like they won the Premier League. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> Going over the fans like ah, yeah, raising their fists. It's like it's a two-two draw. Which if it was any referee besides Anthony Taylor, it's 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 2 0 maybe two-one. It's like it's. I, you wonder you wonder why they don't win trophies but it's like how can you have the mentality where you're that happy about a 2-2 two, two draw it's
0: just like come on and you know what else I, I think is telling I don't know if you noticed this right but when a referee makes a wrong decision especially now with VAR right they have the headphones like they'll be like oh damn like I made the wrong decision there like that was not a foul and they kind of like give you a gimme on the other side like even if it wasn't really a foul they still give you a foul like on the other side you know what I'm talking about? Like that's kind of even it up yeah like a makeup call makeup call, like a makeup call but i think you can tell anthony taylor is so biased because there was a call right there was like a foulish right it was a borderline and usually especially after that like you'd get in the headphone and be like yeah ref you made the you made an idiotic call like you need to whatever you know and then they kind of like oh okay gotta make this one up he just did it he just didn't call it a foul right after the kickoff again so it's like this man has an agenda i swear like i to be honest I'm going to be completely honest, I actually kind of agreed with some other, like, I didn't really agree with a lot of fans that Anthony Taylor had an agenda against Chelsea, but there's like no freaking way anymore. Like, I was like, oh, maybe it was just two or three coincidences, but now it's just like, oh my god, I don't want to see that man again, I think I'm going to smash my TV if I see him on my screen again. It's just fury infuri- Like I don't even un- I don't even know what to say. All right, you talk about the game. I I can't.
1: No, no, no. I, the last thing, last thing. We've done enough ranting. But I will say that Tuchel agrees with us because now in his presser he said, "quote Maybe, maybe it's better Anthony Taylor does not ref any more of our games." And he said that Chelsea players and Chelsea like people are aware of the long standing issues between Taylor and Chelsea. So I mean. The players know, the club knows, Tuchel knows, Tuchel's aware of it, we're aware of it. Other clubs are seeing the light now. There's no hiding. There's no hiding anymore, I think Charlie. You've been found out. You you need to you need to stop. You need to just not ref our games, not on VAR, not on regular refing. cuz next time you make a bad call, I mean, it's for your safety, man. Like I, the fans are actually getting like genuinely like violent like they want to actually hurt him
0: no and like i'm not like i'd never go that far right you know as, as much as i'm like crazy passionate like you know but it hurts inside like i don't think he realizes like how painful this is like this is like ruined my day you know like this is ruined my day and it's like i don't understand and he needs to be banned he just needs to be at least from chelsea games you know, I don't really care, to be honest. If he refs another game, like, who cares? I'm, I'm not, wild. like, I'm not going to pay attention too much. But at least he cannot ref another Chelsea game. If, if, if the FA assigns him to another Chelsea game in the next, like, few weeks, it would be nuts. I think the outrage would be too much. I don't think they're going to do it. They
1: they better not do it, because I mean, like you said, Alex, it ruins the day and it ruins such a good performance too. I mean, we played play just we played so so well today too. I mean, this was like a perfect. This is what Tuka wanted us to look like, especially the first half. The first half was just such good football. It was so fluid, little layoffs, little flicks, front three rotating perfectly, just having little layoffs. You know, getting into spaces dropping deep some dropping deep some go making long runs and just I mean even in the first half I mean we still couldn't finish we still had trouble in the final third but that's nothing new besides that I mean we were just looking so good and we were just playing so well even in the second half too we struggled for like 10 minutes they looked Spurs looked extremely extremely dangerous they scored questionable goal not going back to that again, but I mean, Tuchel makes one tactical shift of one single substitution and immediately we're back on them. Reach James going to wing back, great ball in. Havertz needs to finish, you know, needs to finish. He needs to, he had such a good game too. I think he was playing so well, but it's just going to, everyone's going to, it's just going to be ruined because of the, because of that miss, Uh, which I mean, I, I think it is deserved. He needed to score that I mean but then literally like 2 minutes later we stay pressing we win the ball back uh and then just Reece James he's just the best best player in the world it's he can keep son arguably uh, not really even arguably up there in the top attackers in the prem for a, a half Did and you then just immediately call him
0: the best player in the world No no
1: no I said arguably one of the best attackers in the prem No I no said... I said know uh, about Reece James he, well, one of the best wingbacks in the world Oh, I thought you
0: said best player in the world.
1: Oh, oh, I might have accidentally said that. But no, he's one of the best wingbacks in the world. I mean, to be
0: honest, to be honest, I'd say he's probably top 15, top 20.
1: I, I mean, there's definitely sure. an, there's definitely an argument because, I mean, there's not many players that like I was going to continue to say, I mean, Sun, you can't keep Sun up a for an entire half and then immediately also create two uh, score a goal and should have had an assist just like that in one switch playing two positions like at top, 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 top tier. There's not many players that can do that. And I mean, it's just so, so impressive for him. It was just such a good game, man. And we were playing so well. We deserved the points. We completely outplayed Spurs. They did not deserve a point for this game. And then it just gets ruined because Anthony Taylor is the worst referee I've ever seen. And it's just like, man, because at least least this performance, this gives me hope for the rest of the season. Because, I mean, Spurs are a very good side. I mean, they they need help from the refs, but that doesn't that doesn't mean they aren't a good side. I mean, and we just look so so dominant against them. So for the rest we of the season, we
0: completely outplayed them
1: completely. Exactly. So as long as we don't have Anthony Taylor as ref, if we can play like we did today, I'm confident for the rest of the season. But it's just today. Today is ruined. This performance is ruined. It's it's. I hope that this this like this kind of energy doesn't affect us next game going into the next game because if it does, I mean even more blood is on taylor's hands but it's just like such a good performance is ruined and that's the worst part about it and it's like everyone knew it was coming too because it was obvious it was obvious coming into the game that there was going to be something that was going to happen with taylor and it did it's just so
0: it's just i I can't say it enough how annoying it is and how bad it is it's just inexcusable it's just awful yeah i mean it it was whatever i'm not i'm not going to talk about it anymore i want to talk about some of the players that stood out to me i think Mason Mount was sensational today. I don't think anyone's talking about it. No one was mentioning it, but Mason Mount, he won the ball back. I counted at least six times. Um, And I think that's what people don't appreciate about Mason Mount. I think there's a reason why players, why managers like Tuchel, Southgate for England, there's a reason uh, managers rate him so highly because people are so one dimensional in the way they look at things. You see Mason Mount. And you think, oh, well, he doesn't do as much as Phil Foden going forward. but And and then he's not as good as Declan Rice because he doesn't do as much defensively. But he does both at such a high level. And he gets back his energy, his his ability to wing, win the ball and nick it off players. It's just, it's, it's amazing. And I think he was really, really good today, as I feel like he always is. I think he's extremely underrated. I think there's Chelsea fans who really rate him like I do. And then I think there's Chelsea fans who don't really rate him. And then there's obviously the general fan that I don't think rates him at all. Um, but I actually rate him. I feel like, like even more than the people who rate him, if that makes any sense. Uh, I don't think people see the way he puts in a shift defensively. And I think that that's really important. That makes him such a valuable player and such a valuable piece to this Chelsea team. Uh, Koulibaly got that goal, which was good for him. I was happy. Played decent today. Had a couple of important challenges. Kukurea had an okay game. Nothing too crazy, I thought. Um, Reese James was great. Thiago Silva was stellar, as always. Jorginho was good until whatever the hell he was doing in the box uh, in that first goal. I don't know what he's doing. Sometimes he's just trying to be like, uh, you know, like too, too much like cuteness in the back like just just boot the ball away like it's not that big of a deal he's in his own 18 yard box trying to do uh you know like different turns trying to do different spins like I'm like what are you doing just kick it and it, you know I sound like a second grade coach right now but I, I just don't understand going forward I thought Kai Havertz needs wasn't great uh he had that big miss I think Kai Havertz needs to play deeper i don't think he can be the like the the man on the on the last line like i don't think he's the one who should be making runs in behind all that i think he needs to be deeper like a false nine like even more like i think right now he's playing more as a number nine i think he needs to play more as a false nine. if that makes any sense do do you get what i'm saying like he needs to be deeper because he's you know making runs off the last defender it's just he's not good enough in that aspect i feel like and he's just kind of being wasted there just standing there whereas i feel like if he comes a little bit deeper he can get more involved with the play i mean that's
1: that's kind of been the thing since we first signed him where he hasn't really played in his that position he hasn't really played as a cam or a false nine which is his preferred position he's been at striker. he's been at right wing right forward whatever you want to call it it's just i mean it's hard to cater for him when we're playing uh, three uh, three at the back. It just doesn't work out, you know, like three, five at the back, whatever you want to call it. It's just the positions don't line up for the spacing for what Tuco wants. We want like three interchanging forwards where, I mean, especially also playing in tandem with Mount too, where Mount also h- plays best in a similar role where he drops deep. It's just we don't have the right personnel f- to cater to what Kai Havertz is best at. And I mean, I think that's been the same for a lot of us. Our signings, where the system just doesn't work. I mean, it's not like Havertz has been like super, super bad. It's just he. Can, we know he can be better. He's shown that he can be better. We know how much potential he has. It's just he can't bring it out the way we're playing right now. I think, and I completely agree where he needs to be playing more is false nine. But the problem is, do we? I don't. We don't have the ability to play two more ahead of him. I mean, you can play Sterling there, obviously, but then who else do you really have there if you play mount there you're you're not getting the best out of mount I mean ballistic is I don't really ballistic's not not uh, he needs to be yeah whatever he he can't really play he can play there but it wouldn't be the best for the team so it's it's just unfortunate for Kai because like I said he has so much potential and we know how good he can be and it's just he can't really bring it out fully how we play I think Tuko wants to switch to a back four eventually and I think if we do do that I think that's when you would start to be able to see Kai Havertz at his at his best but until we do that, I think he's gonna kind of, kind of continue to be a bit of a struggle. I mean, like you said, looks. I mean, he needs to play deeper because that's where he really, really shines. And it's, it's we just can't, we just can't do that right now. And so, I don't know whether we need to p- play Broja there and then try to play Kai deeper. It's not really sure how that's a that's a thing for Tuchel to figure out, not for me to figure out. But we, I completely agree where he would play so much, so much better if he, he was just lying deeper.
0: We just need a number nine. I think that that's the issue. We just need a number nine. Lukaku just didn't do it. And also he just shat on our club in an interview. So that wasn't great. But we really need, we need Diego Costa back. Okay. We just need someone like that. I know Broja's is like the mini version, but we haven't seen enough out of him yet. We need a big, big, big name striker. Unfortunately, there's not really any out there on the market. Lewandowski would have been great, but obviously he went to Barca. And that's just the issue. We just need we just need a number nine, Uh, and I think that really would solve a lot of our problems. We haven't had a good one in God knows how long, so that that's just the issue. And then you don't have to. All the pressure isn't on Kai Havertz to play that position, Uh, and I think that certainly would be helpful. Um, I mean that's basically. I don't. Let's. I. I. To be honest, I'm so upset. I don't even want to do player ratings.
1: please please no like i, I don't want to go through it again the more every time you say a play i'm gonna be like okay which questionable calls did taylor make on that play mm, let's Yo, see oh
0: my god it's too I, painful it's too i know painful. i can't
1: i can't i i got i i got my ranting out i got some of my anger out i talked about the good performance i loved what we did i think this is fine to end it i don't want to get mad and more i don't want to make myself more mad than i already am i've cooled down a bit i've cooled down a bit <sighs> and i want to continue to cool down you know <laughs>
0: yeah uh, i'd say we played well i'm happy with that i'm happy with tuchel tuchel's the goat and um i think that's pretty much it well okay we've kind of screwed up with our premier league predictions we're gonna do them soon okay we're gonna do them soon we're gonna do them last week didn't work out we're gonna do them soon okay P- peter knows we're gonna uh, do them and soon.
1: one thing i will say last time we did say how two games wouldn't affect the standings but after manchester united <laughs> i think it might actually be affecting the standings so we'll we'll try to figure something out where we would place them in a spot where we would have thought they would have been without seeing them, their performances in the first two games but oh i it, it might doing it a bit late which we apologize for it might actually it
0: might actually affect it oh my god or we could overreact so who knows right It's it's just the way it is it's just the way it is but we'll have that soon, hopefully, uh when all three of us are on an episode again. But thank you everyone for listening and we'll see you next time. Peace. Welcome to the All Eighties Movies Podcast. I'm Bill.